Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to After the Fact. Good evening and welcome to After the Fact, the weekly trivia quiz game here on Claremont Community Radio. I'm your host, John Nolan, and thank you for joining me, however you have done so. Our time machine of quiz has moved on precisely 30 years from last week's episode. Then we were in 1949, tonight we are in 1979. Without any further ado, let us go and meet the teams. I'll speak first to the doyen of the blue team, the leader of the blue team, who is here in front of me. So say hello, good evening, please. Good evening. Uh, my name is Jerry Slattery. I'm a teacher and uh, summer cyclist. <laughs> You're That's welcome, you Jerry. Last week, um, Linda Conway declared herself to be the Red Baron, Baron of the Red Team. She's in charge of the Red Team. Oh, yeah, well, Do you want to think of any suitable equivalent title for yourself? Uh, gee. Blue uh, Team Leader. I wouldn't be a, 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 a great example, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hardly ever here, uh, He's, uh, Well, that's, you're, you, lead, you lead through delegation. I delegate responsibility. Yes. <laughs> Each to their own. It's working so far. That's it. You're, you're, I just looked, I did up the stats this week, and uh, your Blue Team are only losing by one at the moment. Yeah, it's, so very, it's very close. It's very close. It's nice to have it like that. Yeah. Now let's go meet your teammate tonight who is coming to us via internet telephony. Uh, good evening to you, sir. Good evening. This is Dan, Dan O'Malley, uh, calling to you from the uh, no longer sunny climes of West Dublin. They're no longer sunny, no, no, no. But uh, the grass is probably better for it. Yeah, the grass is looking pretty ropey, I must say. This is a great first world issue, isn't it? The state of the grass. Anyway, Dan, you're welcome. Just dying, dying to get out there and water it, but you just can't, can't. Oh, of course, sure. You live in Hulls by Banland, don't you? That's it, exactly. And has that been lifted now? Right there with, no, not yet, no. I have to go out there with spoons full of water to, to keep the plants alive. <laughs> <laughs> Dedication, impressive. Okay, let's go down to two other Skype players who are, I, I don't think, in a land of hose pipes. And we travel to Galway to speak to both members of the Red Team. Introduce yourself, please, gentlemen. Hey John, it's Michael Coyne here in the outside broadcast unit in Galway, where indeed our grass is yellow and quite mellow. Lovely. And your teammate tonight? Uh, my name is Dave Finn. I'm also in Galway. I'm also sitting beside Mike. The grass is even yellower over here, uh, but it's mellower too. Wow, that's nice. And Donovan would also be happy wherever, if he's, I think he's a fan of the show. Right, let's go and uh, after meeting our players, let's go and meet the final member of our team. It is, of course, our robot scorekeeper, Clancy. Good evening, Clancy. Good evening, everyone. Let's go. I have somewhere to be. All right. <laughs> Clancy, summing it all up for us there, he's in a hurry to get out of here. So let's move on with tonight's show. Round number one is our multiple choice round. In this round, each player will get asked a question with three potential answers. If they give the right answer on their own, they get two points for their side. If they need to confer with their teammate, they get one point, and a wrong answer will see the other two options offered across for the potential one-point bonus. It's an even-numbered show tonight, which means we start with the blue team. And since Jerry's in the room, he benefits under our 
new rule adopted mid-series that he has to go first. So, Jer, okay. are you ready? Fair enough. Let's go, yeah. A fast food chain McDonald's launched which of the following food innovations in 1979? Your options are A, the Happy Meal, B, the Chicken McNugget, or C, the Egg McMuffin. Which of those items did McDonald's launch in 1979? God. I'll chance the Happy Meal. He's going for the Happy Meal. Good for two points. Well done. Yes, good McDonald's knowledge there, Jar. Jesus. Big chance, big risk. <laughs> okay, across we go to the red team. Which of you boys is going first? Yeah, shoot. Okay, Michael, this one's for you. Technology giants Sony and Philips first demonstrated which new system to the world in March of 1979. Your options are the compact disc, the SMS text message, or the plasma screen TV. Compact disc, John. Indeed, they did. Joint efforts there between Sony and Philips. Compact Disc uh, was revealed in 1979, but uh, really actively launched two years later. Okay, back we go to Dan. Are you ready, Dan? Go ahead. Dan, this one suits you very well, I'd say. In 1979, several large but ultimately unsuccessful protests took place against the building of civic offices on the site of Viking excavations in which part of Dublin? That would be Woodkey. Oh, sorry. I know it's multiple choice, but it just let's just leave in there. Good show. He does live in Dublin, I suppose. So, you know, he would... He'd have been Marto, if I can use some Dublin That English, was handy. If he got that wrong. Mind you, I wasn't in Dublin back then, but they still, they still go on about they it. They still it talk was, about it even know, now. It's yes. a bit of a scandal, yeah. All right. And David, your question. In 1979, who became the first woman to hold an Irish cabinet post... Since the government of the first doll, 60 years before. Are you going to show off now and leap in before... Um... No, no, you've got to expand, you've got to, you know, no let, let quizzes expand to fill the time to fill them. That's fine, thank you for that. Options are A, Nora Owen, B, Maura Gagan Quinn, or C, Mary Harney. Yeah, that difficult one there for people based in Galway. God, now who could that possibly be? Um... Well, I'm going to go for the only one I know that was in Cabinet in 1979. That's Maura Gagan-Quinn. Correct, sir. Well done. It's a sarcastic thing there, isn't <laughs> Okay. Well, that, that is an excellent opening round, everyone. I have to commend you on your performances. Handy questions fell handily. Well done. Uh, it's, uh, we'll go to Clancy to check the scores, but I think we know it there. Blue team four points. Red team four points. Okay, on we go with round number two. This is our connections round. In this round, I will give the team that's in control two pieces of information. If they can tell me there and then what links those two pieces of information to the year in question, they get three points. They can request a third and indeed a fourth piece of info, but they will be playing for two and one points respectively. A wrong answer at any stage will see all four pieces of information offered across for a potential one-point bonus. Jar and Dan, you're going to go first because we tossed a coin there uh, off mic and uh, you won the coin toss, so here we go. Your first two pieces of information are Kilneer, that's K-I-L-L-I-N-E-E-R, and Clonmacnoise. Can you spell Kilneer again? Sorry, John. K-I-L-L-I-N-E-E-R. What do you think, Dan? Is it possible this to do with the Pope's visit? I have no idea what Kilnear is, but obviously mm. the famous ruined abbey at Clonmacnoise. I have a feeling 
not more than 50% now that that was one of the places the Pope visited while he was here. Mm. Now, Kilinir is not ringing a bell at all. Like, obviously, the Pope visit is a big thing in 1979, obviously. Like, but... Yeah, and I can't think what else, because Clomac Noise, again, it's, it's ruined. Like, so yeah. there's be very little else going on there other than... But Yeah, but it's the most famous whatever visit. monastic site we have. I didn't know he was, he was there, was he? You reckon he was? I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not sure. I didn't get that far in my uh, wiki reading, so I don't, I don't <laughs> yeah, know. Same, I'm, too, same I'm as. too young to remember it, of course. Um, <laughs> Do you fancy a punt? I think it's it's going to be one of those nights where we have to try and take a punt, Dan. <laughs> um, I'd say just go for it, you know. What do you reckon? All right, we'll go for the, the Pope's visit. Go for the Pope's visit. Good man. Very good shout. Well done. Excellently done. Well done. Three points for the blue team. Killineer, John? So I'll tell you now. Mm. Killineer uh, was a little townland uh, outside uh, Drogheda, in County Louth, where the Pope visited. To, that was the closest he got to the uh, border with the north. He had intended going up to oh, Armagh, right, but he wasn't let, basically, mm. for security reasons. Yeah. Uh, he did visit Clomac Noise, as Dan, seemed, uh, Dan knew. And the third and fourth piece of information you didn't need or didn't get to were Ballybrit Racecourse yeah. and Knock. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, we so, might have got it on the fourth one, Dan. Do you, th- do you think the third one wouldn't have helped at all? Yeah, well, I knew he was in Galway, right? But yeah. Okay, cross we go to the red team. Here are your two first, your first two pieces of info: George Harrison and banned in Ireland until 1987. Life of Brian. Yeah, it has to be, doesn't it? Like. George Harrison, producers, etc., handmade films. Um, Life of Brian, John. Or Monty Python's Life of Brian. You are correct. It is Monty Python's Life of Brian, which was released in 1979. George Harrison was uh, both the funder of it and had a producing credit and actually also had a cameo. He was on screen briefly. It was banned in Ireland until 1987. That's a fact. Uh, The third and fourth piece of info would have been Judith Iscariot, which was the the female the main female character, and a quote: "He's not the Messiah. He's a very naughty boy." Okay, back we go. Blue team. First two pieces of information are: Neufle le Chateau. I'll spell that for the francophones amongst us: N E A U P H L E. And ninety eight percent in favour. So N-E-U N-E-A-U N-E-A-U P-H-L-E Le Chateau uh, It's all hyphenated There was a 98% favour There was something to do with a parliamentary European Parliament election, Dan Okay Was it the first? Yeah, the first The first was in that year, yeah But I suppose 98% in favour makes it sound like a referendum So yeah. was there any referendums that year? Um, it's uh, was there something in Switzerland? Switzerland, nineteen seventy nine, is ringing a bell. Obviously, it sounds French too. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, a referendum in Switzerland. I know Switzerland famously we were very late to give women the vote, but I thought that was more seventy four ish or something. Um, jeez, Nuffle or Nuffle Le Chateau, and ninety percent, ninety eight percent in favour. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's fairly overwhelming. What could it be? Wow. That's annoying. That that place name is ringing a faint bell, but I just can't place it. It's quite unusual. N-E-I-U-P-H-L-E. 
Very little. It's not ringing the bell for me at all. I think we might have to go for another clue. I think we'll need us, I'm afraid, Dan. Yeah. Okay, here's your third piece of info. You've got already Nufla. Nufla? Nufla, they would probably say, if it does an accent on the E. Les Chateau. 98% in favour, and now 52 hostages. Oh, this is probably the Iran... The, the, yeah. the Iran hostage crisis, right? But what's the ninety thousand percent in favour? Like fifty-two That's hostages. That's what I don't get. Yeah, it's around that There's number that was taken. French host- or Swiss sounding, so you know, yeah, some referendum vote, and then, well, actually, it could be an embassy. No, is that the name of the building? Be. What's the ninety percent in favour? I don't get that. The vote. You know, what would a vote have to do with a a hostage crisis? John, what was that third clue again? 52 hostages. Just 52 hostages. Okay. Well, surely it has to be. We can't explain the first and second clues, but surely it has to be the, the Iran hostage crisis. Isn't it? Mm, I don't know, though. Uh-huh. Well, what do you reckon? I mean, I captain's mean, privilege, you want to go with that? or? I mean, what, uh, what, what, what? If it was the Iran hostage crisis, it would seem a bit simplistic just to say the word hostages as part of the clue, you know? Thank you, Dan. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> you know, that's, 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 you know, one of the big famous world events from that year. And yeah, surely he'd save the obvious clue for the last one. Mm. I'd say go for another clue, to be honest. I think we're still floundering. Yeah, okay. Yeah, right. Fourth clue, please, John. Okay. No fle le chateau. 98% in favour, 52 hostages, and simply a name, Ruhala. R-U-H-O-L-L-A-H. You've been sounding Arabic to me. Ruhala. This is just meaning nothing to me at all. R-U-H-O-L-L-A-H, John. Yes. So, I'll give you a prompt and say just um, think a bit broader. Yeah, is it something to do with, I think it's something to do with the Israeli, it's the, uh, would it be the core between um, Begin and, and um, Sadat? No, there was an agreement there could, between uh, Israel and Egypt, yeah. Egypt. Could be, and then maybe that some hostages were agreed to be released yeah. as part of the deal, something like that. The 98% of favour. Yeah, so was, the, was it the Count David Accords, was that them? No. Was that something else? I don't know what year that was. It wasn't Camp David. I don't know. But anyway, um, I know the one you mean. So we just we could just say that. Yeah. Is it the begin? Said that. What do you think? I I don't have any other answer. <laughs> I've nothing else. It's obviously not the Ira- the the uh, the Iran. Remember, I just said crisis. think think broader. I'll say no more now. Yeah. You're gonna have to give an answer. I'm sure the lads in Galway are going. Pass it over, John. That's all. Is it the Arab-Israeli conflict? Is that how broad you want it? Like, I mean, is that uh, what you're playing? Jeez, <laughs> we're really digging holes here, Dan. I don't know. Aren't we just? What do you think? Ruha- Unless he means really broad and I something mean, like Ruhala as the last clue is a bit. Yeah, you'd think it would be obvious, but I've never heard that name, or at least don't remember hearing it. R U H O L L A H. That's like Arabic for like peace, man. Yeah. <laughs> I want you to play an Maybe answer. That's now, it. Is it just, is it just peace? We have moments to go to. Maybe that's... <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. Sorry. Yeah, we need an answer. 
or hang on now, hang on now. Is it is it? Can, oh, we, can I think or Iran here? Khomeini was his first yeah. name was was just, just, was Ruhollah. Yeah, go with that. Yeah, go with that. Go with Iran, Iran. 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 Let's go for Iran. I'll give yeah. you that. Okay. Come on. That was oh, torturous. Oh, his, that was his first name. I'm just after. That's the only thing. That's the only uh, Ruhala. Yes, I was Ruhala. looking for. Variously, could have been summed up as the Iranian Revolution in 1979, the coming to power of Ruhala Khomeini to uh, Iran in 1979. He had resided prior to his return to Iran in the French town of Neuflechateau, where he became a bit of a media celebrity. Uh, upon his return, they held a referendum. Did the people of Iran favour? an Islamic State over the uh, monarchy of the Shah, and that was passed with 98% yes. And finally, as you did mention, to give you credit, the uh, American embassy hostages, there were 52 of them, and that's what that was referring to. But, you know, just the Iranian hostage crisis would have been obviously not right. Mm. Okay. How are you doing there, lads? You still there with us in Galway? Oh, we're, we're expecting similar generosity. If we say, you know, universe, always, that you're going to dial always, it down and, and always you know, generosity. applied logic. There is always <laughs> generosity in this quiz game. Mm-hmm. Here are your first two pieces of information. Brenda Spencer and the <sighs> Cleveland Elementary School. Yeah, okay. doesn't like Mondays. she doesn't like Mondays. No, no but we need to, do we need to narrow this down? I mean, are we talking about... What actually happened there? Are we talking specifically song? Does he want the album title? Does he want the lead singer's first name? No, I'm pretty sure. I mean, just I, th- I think I think I don't like Mondays is pretty pretty as broad as we're going to get for the moment. Do you want to go for a second one? No, yeah. I don't like Mondays <laughs> by the Boontown Rats, based on Brenda Spencer doing a shooting. Correct. Well done. <laughs> nice bit of uh, instantaneous knowledge there. Well done. Yes, uh, you're. Fourth, third and fourth clues were going to be Johnny Fingers and Bob Geldof, both members of the Boonton Rats, who wrote and released the song I Don't Like Mondays, based on that uh, school shooting by that lady, Brenda Spencer. Okay. I need to go no further, I think. So well done. Three points to you there. Let us go and check the scores as they stand now. Blue team eight points. Red team ten points. So it's a ten point state lead for the red team. On we go to round number three. This is our audio round. And this is the easiest audio round of the series. I'm predicting it now. Not for one person in the studio, <laughs> I'm afraid. <laughs> Even Jerry Slattery knows these songs. Oh, God, don't put me under pressure, will right. you? So, in this round, uh, the teams will hear a piece of music. If they can give me the artist performing and the song title, they get a point. And there will also be two subsequent questions worth a point each. A wrong answer at any stage can get offered across for a bonus point for the other side. Now the team is trailing. We start with them. And that is the blue team now. So blue team, here comes the first piece of music. Right, Jar. What's that? 
You know my music knowledge. I know. I'm not believing this now, Jerry. I'm not tread. I'm treading on ice here now. So I'm, I, 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 I'm going to leave well, this. Do, do, you, do you want me to say it? You just, just you, to cover your. This bushes. is what. Yeah, I like it. Okay, team. I mean, blue team. What's that, blue team? All right, it's it's YMCA by the Village People. Yes, it is correct. I just want to be sure. <laughs> do a bonus point if you do the dance. Oh Jesus. <laughs> Uh, the dance makes for great radio, Dan. On radio with one man in the studio. On, those on Skype, those on Skype must dance. <laughs> Good luck with that. Two subsequent questions for the blue team. The subject of this famous song, the YMCA, is a worldwide organisation based in Geneva, Switzerland, with more than 58 million beneficiaries from 125 national associations. What do its famous letters stand for? Okay, Dan. Uh, Young Men's Christian Association, isn't it? Yes, it is, Dan. The lead singer and songwriter Victor Willis agreed to sing lead and background vocals on the 1977 album Village People. This album became a huge hit in the burgeoning disco market. After an offer for the group, in quotes, to appear on TV, the producer Jacques Morali and Willis were pressed to develop a real actual group around him to perform live. They did so by placing an ad in music trade papers which read the following. Macho types wanted... Must dance and have a what? Hmm. And the ad appeared where? In I mean, music trade magazines in America, you know, where in people, US. where actors or singers might be looking for work. Must have so it back. read, macho types wanted, must dance and have a what? Well, this is going to be a very practical question, like must have a car. <laughs> or bearing in mind the nature of the group and the nature of the era, must have a mustache. They do all must have. I'm trying to think what else it could be. Any ideas? <laughs> um, so I'll give you another 10 seconds. No more. Mustaches, probably. That. Do they all have mustaches, yeah? I, I, I'm trying to picture them in my head. I don't think uh, the Indian guy, the Native American <laughs> guy, did, but all the rest of them, I think, pretty uh, much did. Okay, play. Okay, we go with it. We go with mustache, Dan, yeah. That's a brilliant right answer. Well, well done. Yes. Well done. The ad said, match your types wanted, must dance and have a mustache. Okay, over we go uh, to David and Mike. Here we go. Your piece of music coming right up. Again, I'm not expecting it to take too much brain cycles to produce an uh, okay. artist and song title there, please. Uh, Glory Gainer, I Will Survive. Is correct. Now you have two subsequent questions. The following year, this song received the Grammy Award for Best What Recording, the only year that the particular award was ever presented. What are you talking about? The only time it's ever uh, something like disco. Yeah. Oh, well, it would make sense. It yeah. does seem that everything that year yeah. was. I mean, why would you stop it in 1981? Yeah, because, yeah, it was dead man. <laughs> Shall we play disco, John? That's correct, yes. She, she is the winner of the one and only ever best disco recording, yes. 
Second question. Gloria Gaynor has had four charting hits in Ireland. Two of these are basically I Will Survive, 1979 originally, and a remix in 1993. Name either of the other two songs. This is going to be a short short one. Okay, I can't even think. Hmm. There are people. Of that era, she's the only person I know one song. I can think of two songs for every other disco performer <laughs> apart from the Yeah. Yeah. No, literally, that the little cabinet in my no. head where you pull out the cue card, it just says, Glory Gaynor will survive. End of information. Yeah. <laughs> right, no, we're No, pa- no, we're, we're no, passing. we're not. We're, we're, we're ashamed. Certain elements of the community are screaming at yeah, us. But, no doubt there yeah. are Glory Gaynor fans out there who are sh- Anyway, we're going to pass this over, so before I say any more, Jar and Dan, potential one point bonus here. Can you name either of Glory Gaynor's other charting records in Ireland? By Jaron Dan, I presume you just mean Dan. Yeah, well, I, I'm being polite. <laughs> no pressure, Dan. You're on your own here. No pressure at all. Well, I think, I think now, um, later made famous by, was it the Commune Arts? Um, I never can say goodbye. I think that was her. So I'll say mm. that. Yeah. And he's right. That is one of her two uh, hit records in Ireland. Other hit records. Never Can Say Goodbye reached number three in 1975 in the Irish chart. Her other song, which honestly, even I don't recognize, I Am What I Am from 1984. A massive number 18 hit. Okay, back we go to Dan. Yes. Jar from Moral Support. <laughs> Dan and Jar in brackets. <laughs> and here comes your second piece of music. Right. Okay. Definitely delegating well, to you, Dan, for fear that I'd either, either say Blondie or that Debbie Harry. Because I got, oh, yeah, no, listen. Do you know what I mean? I'll, I'll leave it, it to you. Blondie, of course. Absolutely, yeah. yeah it's Blondie, Heart of Glass. Correct. Yeah. Well done. Okay. Well done. Two questions on that. Similar to the Gloria Gaynor one, in a way. Here we go. Blondie have had 14 songs chart in Ireland. 13 of those occurred before their breakup in 1982. What is the name of the only song to chart after this date? It was the group's comeback single following their reunification, and it reached number three in 1999. That would be Maria. Yes, it would, Dan. Wow. Brilliant. Number one in the UK, but a number three here. Your second question. Which Brazilian supermodel released a cover version of Heart of Glass in 2014? Come on, Jerry. You must have knowledge of Brazilian supermodels in there somewhere. Brazilian supermodels. Genie. Okay. (laughs) It's very recent for me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Married man now. Yeah, that's it. You know. What's her name? Um, Giselle Bunchen, isn't it? Is oh, she, Giselle is, Brazi- is she Brazilian. She's definitely Brazilian. Yeah. Could that be her? Well, it's the only Brazilian model I know, man. <laughs> yeah. German name, but she's definitely Brazilian. Are you playing Brazilian, that? Like. Giselle Bunchen. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Correct. Nice one, man. Yes, she released it for charity, mate. Very good. Okay, final piece of music. Of the round goes to David and Mike. Ears down, here it comes. 
Okie doke, there you go. That was the intro to what? Cars by Gary Newman. Is correct. This was Gary Newman's first hit after he stopped using the name of which band? His biggest other hit, Our Friends Electric, had been released under this name. What was the name? Chiboy Army. That's correct, David. Mm-hmm. And last question. Speaking of Our Friends Electric, the music from the tune was <laughs> used you. was used extensively by which group in their 2002 song, Freak Like Me? Well, I'm going to go on a... I'm going to fill some time here. Technically, they didn't. It was uh, remixed by a guy called Richard X on his fantastic remix album. It was then covered by The Sugar Babes. Correct. <laughs> and uh, that's, most of that's going into Podcast Extra, Dave. But thank you for the answer. <laughs> Absolutely no problem whatsoever, John. You played the gay anthems. I'll do The Sugar Babes. <laughs> right. Let us see how that has affected the scores before we take our ad break. Blue team 15 points. Red team 15 points. Yes, the sides are level on 15 points apiece. So please don't go away, folks. We'll be back in about uh, three minutes' time. You're welcome back to After the Fact, the weekly trivia quiz game on Clamars Community Radio. I'm John Nolan, your host. Thank you for joining me and our teams tonight. The teams that are indeed deadlocked at this point, uh, the red team of Dave Finn and Mike Coyne in Galway are on 15 points, and the blue team, consisting of Ger Slattery here in the studio beside me, and Dan O'Malley in Dublin, are also on 15 points. So on we go to round four. This is our 20 questions round. Uh, in this round, whichever team is in control, we get asked a trivia question concerning the year. Uh, which tonight, of course, 1979. If they get it right, they get a point, and they also get keep control, they get the next question. This can go on until, at most, five in a row have been answered correctly, at which point they will have to give control of the game over, but they will get a bonus sixth point for that achievement. We had to toss a coin again there in the break, because the sides are still level, like they were at the end of round one, and it's uh, really the blue team's night in terms of coin tosses, since it came up again. So, blue team are going first. Are you ready, Blue Team? Okay, let's go, John. Okay, here we go. Yeah. Question one. Who became the new Prime Minister of the United Kingdom in 1979 following the victory of the Conservative Party over the incumbent Labour government? Oh, that would be the lovely... I didn't even start the clock on that one. I figured you would know that. All right. Okay, off and running. Question two. Which club won football's European Cup for the first time in 1979? with a 1-0 victory over Swedish side Malmo in the final in Munich. That's Forrest then, isn't it? That Forrest, yeah. Yeah, Because they won in 79 and 80. And 80, that's right. Forrest of? Nottingham. Nottingham Nottingham Forest, yes. Yes. Not Sherwood Forest. Yeah, famously they've won the European Cup more times than they've won their own league. Excellent trivia there. I don't know, is it actually famous? Most football people would actually know that one, I guess. Question three. Which group reached number six in the Irish charts in 1996 with a song simply called 1979? Music. That'd be uh, Smashing Pumpkins. Yes, it was. Well done, then. Question four. Sony launched which soon-to-be-ubiquitous tape-playing device in Japan in July of 1979? The Walkman, surely. Yeah. Uh, Do you concur, no, Will I start the can't clock? Be, can't be anything else. 
It is. Can't be anything else. Ubiquitous cassette player. There you go. Yeah. Okay. And for five in a row. A worse than expected storm on the third day of a famous sailing race wreaked havoc on the 306 yachts that were taking part in the event. An event that had taken place every two years since 1925. This storm resulted in 18 fatalities, 15 competitors and three rescuers. What was the name of the race? Wasn't it the Whitbread then, no? The Whitbread run the world. Is it? Yeah. I'm drawing a blank on this one. I'll, I'll trust you. Um, well, we've got a minute to think about it now. Fairness. You do, you do, you do, you do. Um, well, well, the yacht races. So there's there's the Whitbread, I, like, like you say. There's yeah. the America's Cup course. And the Fastness, is that, that the name of the race? Um, I don't know. It's just there's something in my reading in the past day or something that it was I'm just associating a yacht race with, with Whitbread. Okay, I, trust I, I, I don't know who Whitbread were, that's the sponsor, but I know that's possibly the old name of the, well, is the Volvo Ocean Race like today, maybe. Challenge, that does ring the bell as something that exists, so you're not just making it up. Okay, you've only got 15 seconds left. Let's, let's, we'll have to go with the Whitbread uh, Yacht Race, yeah? Go for it, yeah. Okay, so the Whitbread okay, sure. Race. First time tonight. Well, you it, haven't heard that noise much it, today. It was the, it's been that unused. Right. Uh, Sorry, Dan. Uh, all right, uh, so we're offering that across. Uh, potential, you're it's getting control of the game, but you can get it yeah. on us here. It's the Fastnet race. It is here. the Fastnet race, yes. Sorry, Dan. All right. Uh, Mike and uh, David, here you go. Your question now. In 1979, the United States won 1711 over Europe. In the first Ryder Cup to feature a side representing all of the continent of Europe, who was the sole Irish representative on the European team? Oh, Christ. Would it be... There's only two it can be. Well... What could it be, Cameron Darcy? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, well, I don't know. We we're we we're hoping to get a Maggie Thatcher gimme, but clearly yeah, yeah, they're, they're, yeah, they've been yeah. used up. Golf is not a sport. Oh, a <laughs> 30 seconds left on the clock. All right, should we play? Yeah, go on. Christy O'Connor Jr. Christy O'Connor Jr. And he's walking across the room. I'm afraid that is incorrect. Okay, over we go to oh. Dan and Jerry. You're getting the next question, but you can get a bonus here. What do you think, Dan? Uh, so... Irish golf of that era, I was in Christy mm. O'Connor. Uh, is it too early for Ronan Rafferty? That's what I was thinking. Could, could be Eamon Darcy. I'd like, I don't know. But, damn but, all about yeah, golf, but it's something about uh, that man, um, Rafferty. He's the guy with the tash, kind of blondish hair. Tash. Yeah. Yeah. That's the guy. I have a funny feeling he was. Yeah. Who else could it be? It's. Yeah. Something. I just think we have a hunch on that one. We're not missing anybody obvious, are we? Okay, I'm going to have to ask you to play. It's only a bonus. Go on, so. Go, go for it, Dan. <laughs> Rodan Rafferty. Go for it, Dan. Yeah. Nice. Captaincy there. No. Afraid okay. not. No. Nobody mentioned, even in your deliberations, nobody mentioned Des Smith, mm-hmm. who oh. was the golfer concerned. Okay. Right, uh, Dan and Jerry, your question. Mm. In 1979, Louis the Earl Mountbatten of Burma, his grandson Nicholas, Lady Doreen Braburn and a local boy, Paul Maxwell, were murdered by a bomb set by members of the Provisional IRA, hidden aboard their fishing boat after they had set off from which coastal town in County Sligo? Oh, 
Yeah, it's Mullamore, Dan, isn't it? It is indeed, yeah. Yeah, Mullamore. Okay, that's correct, yes. It is now estimated to have sold over 20 million copies worldwide. What was the name of the breakthrough solo album, albeit officially the fifth of his career, released by Michael Jackson in August of 1979? That would be Off the Wall. Good man, yeah. Correct. The deployment of the Soviet Union's 40th Army across its border was at the time called an invasion by the Western media or a legitimate supporting intervention by the Soviet authorities and the government of the country involved. Into which country did they march? Well, they invaded Afghanistan that year, Dan, didn't they? Afghanistan, yeah, it has yeah. to be, doesn't it? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I have to go for John Afghanistan. Yeah. Is correct. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Phil, oh, this is a new type of question I've just come up with. Very near the end of the series, but what the hell? Have, oh, I'm, God. I'm, I'm, I'm scared. <laughs> it's okay. You've got Dan, because I think you'll be lying them in here. Good stuff. Fill in the missing word in this famous song lyric of 1979. X is not outspoken, but he likes to speak, and he loves to be spoken to. X is happy in his work. What is X in that song lyric? me. Say that again, John. X is not outspoken, but he likes to speak and he loves to be spoken to. X is happy in his work. Happy in his work. So it's a, like a, a name or boy's name. I'm trying to think of songs that maybe have a person's name. This is not ringing a bell, I'm afraid. Jer, how about you? No clue, I'm afraid. 30 seconds to go. Um, X. Can you say it one more time, John? Just hoping it'll jog something in the old cranium. No problem. Here, one last time. X is not outspoken, but he likes to speak and he loves to be spoken to. X is happy in his work. And you've got 12 seconds left to give me an answer, please. He's happy in his work. Oh, I've really got nothing here. Okay, and there goes the... I said it was the bell most weeks, but I have to admit it's more of an explosion. I'm afraid you're out of time. So we're going to pop across to uh, Mike and Dave. You get the next question, but you get a bonus here. What is X in that song lyric? That is from the fabulous XTC, and they are making plans for Nigel. Yes, they are. And Nigel is the answer we were looking for there. So well done. Okay, you're in. And here comes your question. In July 1979, Britain's Queen Elizabeth II attended the Millennium Celebrations of the Isle of Man's Parliament. By what name is this legislature known? Tinwald. Tinwald, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tinwald, John. Or Tynewald, if you Yes, indeed. I will take out the pronunciation. It is the Tinwald town. T-Y-N-W-A-L-D. Next question. Which team staked their claim as the NFL team of the 1970s by winning their fourth Super Bowl of the decade? In January 1979. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. It's a good gut. It's correct. <laughs> good man. That's a great game. Jammy. <laughs> Jam. Do you know what? We, we, I mean, 
when I say jammy, I mean enhancer of great skill and uh, insight. Well done. <laughs> no, yes, about... yes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry we didn't get Maggie Thatcher, dude. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, you really had to work out. Let's of keep it clean. Sorry, the iron, the iron curtain. Let's keep the, it clean. The defensive now. line, please. That was known. The fact that they were still going in '79, maybe a bit lucky, but knowing they existed, that took skill. All right. Next question. Which criminal, known as the Man of a Thousand Faces, who was responsible for numerous murders, bank robberies, burglaries and kidnappings in France, the US and Canada, was shot dead by French police in November 1979. In 2008, he would be portrayed by French actor Vincent Cassel in a two-part film of his life. What is his name? Or was his name? Now, I think most of it's, it's Marine, I think. Oh, that's right. It was a movie. It's, yeah, it's, a, it's a two-part movie called, called Marine. Now, I think it's M-E-S-R-I-N-E. I'm not sure if that's the name on the film. Now, whether it's the name of the guy, I'm not... I'll play that. Yeah, Marine. Correct. Jack really got that from the film, didn't get it from the... Is he Marine or Mazarine? Mazarine. Mazarine, says the French teacher. Dead. He is dead. Yeah, well, that's gentlemen. true. He is, yes. M-I-S-R-I-N-E. <laughs> okay, and for five in a row, which would level the scores, actually, if you get this, because you're two points down right now. Um mm-hmm. Simon Ritchie was the birth name of which punk musician who was found dead, age 21, of a heroin overdose in New York City, the day after being released from a Rikers Island prison? Simon Ritchie, a.k.a. John Beverly, a.k.a. John uh, Sid Vicious. Yeah, that's the one I wanted. That's the one I wanted there. That that almost went horribly wrong. (laughs) If Paddy Duffy was here, he'd accuse you of doing a slight bit of showboating there, David, but you get the double point. It's okay, you got it right, fair play. Now we go across to uh, Jar and Dan. The sides are level, like I said. So, How many questions left, Jar? Uh, we are on question 15 of 20. Okay. Ah. Right. Jar and Dan. Which Irish athlete won his second IAAF World Cross Country Championships title in March 1979, winning a race in Limerick? Ooh, Dan. Uh, it's the year of Tracy, but um, well, would it be Eamon Coughlin? Coughlin would is around back then. John Tracy. Cross country. I mean, those are the only. Now, yeah, I don't know, and obviously, what the, they, if this was 1985, I'd be more confident about saying either of those names. Mm. I don't know who were the preeminent Irish cross country racers. Co- Coughlin would probably be more, more known for cross country than than Tracy. Um, is it too early for Sullivan? Doesn't it? That score, Corkland, isn't it? Well, he did say he did say his, so it's yeah. Which no, Irish accent was a? Twenty seconds, Jared. Twenty a, seconds. A, a, a lad, Sullivan's a bit. Okay, so it's between Coughlin and Tracy. You reckon, Dan? Um, I, I can picture Coughlin more like in the mud than Tracy. Do you know what I mean? In terms of TV oh, footage, that's all I got. Five seconds. You know? What do you think, Dan? Quick, Coughlin. Coughlin. Afraid it's incorrect. Over we go to David and Mike. John Tracy? No. No, <laughs> oh, no. no that's cruel. <laughs> Is correct. John Tracy, the winner of two World Cross yeah. Country titles. I, I, I think how, yeah, I definitely Irish athlete in mud, but Eamon Coughlin was too gorgeous to ever be covered in mud. <laughs> right. Uh, so you're in uh, at a very pivotal time, David and Mike. Mm-hmm. Developed with the primary purpose of sending commercial satellites into geosynchronous orbit, 
the first rocket in which family of expendable launch systems was indeed launched by the European Space Agency in December of 1979. Sure, if it's the Europe, yeah, I mean, the, the 79, I know that this, but if it's the European Space, European Space Agency, John, yeah? Yes, indeed. Ariane? That's correct. Whew. It was. I never heard of that. Ariane 1. Yeah. I should, I should confess, I've never heard of that, John. <laughs> really? No. Oh, wow. Fair mm-hmm. enough. They Mer- Mer- I don't know. NASA, I know. The European stuff, NASA. As, as, as typical European stuff, it's launched from French Guyana. Oh, okay. <laughs> typical. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, uh, your next question. Kerry defeated Dublin to retain the All-Ireland senior football title. This was despite which significant player being sent off in the final? Oh, crikey. 79, because I was the grand age of six. No, who got sent off in the 79 final? It's not one I already familiar. It's not the Paddy because it's it's one of the ones they don't often show because it doesn't. So it's either Liston because I know Paul Yoshi got sent off at some point. Thirty seconds to go. I'll read the question again. Kerry defeated Dublin to retain the All-Ireland Senior Football title in 1979. This was despite which significant player being sent off in the final? Okay, I'm not overly confident, but I think it might have been Bomber Liston. Okay, you're saying Owen Liston. Oh. That is unfortunately incorrect. So across we go, Dan and Ger. You're getting the next question, but you can get a bonus here. This could be a Coughlin Tracy moment. (laughs) Well, that's the thing. I mean, I, I, I think of three players from the era, so Liston... Um, I can think of loads of Paul players Yoshe, from Jack the era, Jay. but again, it's only a sense... Okay. A sense memory. I was age one at the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I have a funny yeah. feeling I've seen Paddy O'Shea kind of trot off the pitch having, like, done something bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, okay. I knew I knew, I knew, I knew it wasn't Liston... And I don't think it's Jack O'Shea, and it's not any of the forwards. Like, and Paddy was such an aggressive player that. Okay, can I get you to play an answer, please? We'll have to go with Paddy O'Shea, Dan. Do you think? Go on. I think we can see him trotting off the pitch. Yes, yes correct. Okay. Paddy O'Shea. Cool. Fair play. Fair play. Okay, you're in. Three questions left. You're one behind. Launched in 1977 as Pinwheel, it was the first US cable channel for children. Originally, it was only broadcast in Ohio, but relaunched nationwide in the US in 1979 under which new name? Dan, I think this is, I think this is, this is Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon, Dan. Yeah? We yeah, both agree Nickelodeon? Nickelodeon? Okay, that's correct. Okay, cool. Sides are level. Two questions left in the set. Which infamous Nazi war criminal who had evaded capture for over 30 years suffered a stroke and drowned while swimming in Bertioga, Brazil in 1979? Damn Nazi war criminals. Hmm. Which infamous Nazi war criminal who had evaded capture for over 30 years suffered a stroke and drowned while swimming in Bertioga, Brazil? Hmm. So one of the ones that fled to South America. What was his name? Uh, Joseph uh, Mengele, was, whatever, however you pronounce his name. 
he was one of the the guys who ended up i would have said argentina rather than brazil but mm. that part of the world who else could it have been who else survived and escaped that's one i should know dan i'm sorry i can't okay tell 15 seconds guys need an answer please that, that name is ringing a bell because um, it's not well, then, yeah. go for it so. five seconds we'll have to go for it then yeah go for it okay Joseph Mengele brilliant shout correct very, well very done. good well done that puts you a point up with this final question here it is which tennis player became the youngest US Open champion at the age of just 16 years 8 months and 28 days by defeating four time defending champion Chris Everett 6-4 6-3 in the final of the tournament Think about was it Tracy Austin? What do you reckon? No clue, man. Never heard of her. <laughs> I think I tennis is Tracy there with Austin. music on uh, Jerry's. Uh, yeah, list. yeah. Dan, if you're going straight in with that, that means you've got to see. It seems I, you, just for you some have reason, a hunch, don't know yeah. why. Just that, that sprang to mind. Tracy Austin. We go for it. Tracy Austin. Correct. Well done, Dan. Brilliant. Wow. And that's well done. <laughs> what a dramatic game that has been. So let's go Ooh. over to Clancy and we check. The final scores. Blue team 26 points. Red team 24 points. Wow. 50 points scored tonight. A very, very seldom used wrong answer noise. So that was <laughs> excellent quizzing by you all. Uh, uh, congratulations to Dan well and well done, lads. Well done. to Jer. Well done. Great game, lads. Hard luck. Brilliant game. Well done, all. <laughs> Hard luck to, to uh, Mike and David in Galway. Thank you for joining us, though, everybody. And thank you to everyone at home who joined us as well. If you are listening on a podcast provider, thank you. And stay tuned for the podcast extra coming up in about 10 seconds' time. We'll be back next week with another episode. So from me and all the players here tonight, thank you and good night. Podcast Extra. Doyen of the Blue Team, the leader of the Blue Team, who is here in front of me. So say hello, good evening, please. How you doing? My name is Jer Slattery. Okay, let's do that again, Jer, with the microphone in front of your mouth this time. (laughs) Oops. And I give you such a great intro as well. Big job, big time there. Good evening, Uh, my name is Jer Slattery. So it's four points apiece. Okay, I have to take out the coin of power now to see who's going first in the next round. Ger, again, you're here, so mm-hmm. yeah, you can have the uh, number two or the symbol of the French Republic. Oh, it has to be symbol of the République Française. Okay, and there it is, uh, Vive la France. Allez les deux. So you get to go first. All right, go on. We go first. Get it out of the way. Okay, on we go with round number two. George Harrison, and. Banned in Ireland until 1987. Life of Brian. Yeah, it has to be, doesn't it? Like George Harrison's producers, etc., handmade films. Um, Life of Brian, John. What were Monty Python's Life of Brian? See, David was all on about filling the time, but then you went and just. You've, just, you've, you've now gone and well, ruined that. Uh, <laughs> hold on. Filling the time. Yeah, I could have filled the time and got less points. That's not how that's going to work. <laughs> You are correct. It is Monty Python's Life of Brian, which was released in 1979. <laughs> You're going to have to edit this one, John. What's the, uh, and the answer for me? 
we just say peace. Just he wants a broad answer. That's as broad oh, as it gets. Cover. Okay, okay, no, that's ridiculous. <laughs> okay then. All right, so rain it back in. Uh, come on. Yeah, we need an answer. Or right, hang on, now, hang on. Now. Is it? Is it? Can oh, we? Think, can you think? Or Iran here? The lead singer and songwriter of Village People, Victor Willis. Oh, I like this question. Sorry, I'm just going to settle in. It's a long one. So let's get ready. Here we go. The lead singer and songwriter Victor Willis agreed to sing lead and background vocals on the 1977 album Village People. Okay, talk amongst, your, talk amongst yourselves. I have to run to the bathroom. <laughs> okay, that is definitely going in the extras. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> i got to put on my jump, jumper. You it's golden here. Bro, bro, bro. <laughs> One sec. Yeah, what happens if it's level So, Ger, this should be where we plan our strategy for uh, breaking the tie and winning the match. Sadly, they can hear us, so yeah, a bit of a disadvantage. A bit of a disadvantage. Maybe, I don't know, is it too late for coffee, is it? Okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, oh, um, I'll get out the coin again. All right. Uh, Carol, you, you can be the independent uh, observer for this one. So... Uh, of destiny. Yeah. Uh, Mike or David, uh, pick. How is she independent? Because she's not taking part tonight. Right. Uh, blue team. Blue team. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is that still the same coin, John? Is it? It's not. It's a different one, I was about to say. So All this right, is, you don't have Frenchies on this one. This is a 50 cent. Uh, 50 cent on one side, the harp on the other. And I'm going to give you guys the call. Okay. Harp. 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 Round your harp. Come on. Here we go. It is a. It's there you go. What's it? It's a fifty. Of course it is. So yeah, 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 yeah. That's fine. That's all the book board. No problems there whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> we already have our excuse for late out now. It's great. <laughs> First hit is in. All right. Okay, I gotta play this ad thing, sting, and we'll come back. Go for it. Yeah. Okay. So the whip branch. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Race. Uh, hold on a second. Oh no! I, uh, first time tonight. Oh, oh no! I <laughs> haven't heard that noise much it, today. It was the, it's it's been that unused that I hadn't it loaded on the screen. So there you go. Oh dear! I do wonder. Do you walk across the room to switch it on sometimes, or it needs rebooting? It's like it's like one of those South American refs brandishing, you know, this moment of glory brandishing their cards. I actually had to go after the VAR screen to decide whether that was a wrong answer. But uh, yes, yes, really? it is wrong. Uh, Sorry, Dan. All right, uh, so we're offering that across. Wowie wow. Now, that was was good. (laughs) Dramatic stuff, wow. I'll send the check in the post uh, in the morning, Dan, yeah? (laughs) Yeah. Jesus. There you go. Tie breaks, John. Do you have more questions in reserve, or is that another coin toss? No, No, there's a draw. There's been two draws already in the series, Dan. Two draws, yeah. Oh, okay. You're outing yourself as not a listener to the show. (laughs) Not not every single episode. 